0: Good morning church family. This morning we're reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Please follow along behind me on the screen. Paul, Silas and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake you became imitators of us and of the Lord for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit and so you became a model to all believers in Macedonia and Acacia for the Lord's message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Acacia your faith in God has become known everywhere therefore We do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath.
1: Uh, Let me lead lead us in prayer again as um, as we come to God's word. You pray with me. Uh, our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for um, the way you love to reveal yourself to us, the way you do that so clearly in your Word, and um, I, I pray that uh, you would be working powerfully amongst us by your Spirit. Please um, help us both to hear and to know how you would love us to respond to um, uh, what uh, you are teaching us this morning. Um, please inspire and encourage us to keep uh, growing towards maturity in Christ and to serve Him uh, as we as we love Him and uh, and love others, we ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. Uh, well, thank you so much again for this opportunity to to share with you this morning. Uh, it's a uh, it's a privilege to be able to teach from the Bible as well as to meet you. Many um, of you are new to me, but I do um, know lots of you as well. As I look around the room, uh, see some graduates of ES and and um, and friends as well. So it's great to reconnect. the um, The passage we have today is. Uh, It's the opening prayer and commendation of the Thessalonian church, and I've chosen it because I think it is one of those really great parts of the Scriptures that can help us keep focused on the things that God really cares about. Uh, We often hear Paul saying... I pray for you in his letters, it's just a you sort of expect it, you open up one of Paul's letters and you expect to hear that he's saying, I'm, I'm praying for you uh, in, in this way. But the brilliant thing is that as he does so, he al- almost always goes on to tell us what he's praying. Uh, unlike us, sometimes we can just say, yes, I'll, I'll pray for you and, and we don't really um, say much more than that. Paul sees these as teaching opportunities, a teaching moment, um, which... Uh, focus his, focuses his original hearers and us uh, to remember what really matters to God. And as Paul prays in this opening to his letter to the Thessalonians, he helps us to understand what it is that is on uh, high on God's uh, schedule, on his uh, list of priorities, on his agenda, so to speak. Um, now, that is very helpful because uh, I'm going to suggest that God is the boss uh, um, uh, think that if that's true then knowing what he as the boss really cares about and what's, n- what, what's on his agenda can give us a sense of real clarity and purpose about the way we go about life in his service in all the different ways that we do that. Um, so that's how I want to begin today by thinking a little bit about the boss's schedule and his agenda as well as our own and how those two things go together. Uh, so, as as Jamie mentioned, if you've been here at church for a while, you may know Jeff Lynn as the one who would normally be sharing or speaking about uh, ES or uni ministry. Jeff um, is now in a new role, Senior Pastor of Trinity Church Adelaide, and um, I'm actually doing what Jeff used to do. Um, so, my role's changed significantly across this year, um, now overseeing the uni ministry, um, not just on our campus, but across the region now, and that's been a really big change for me. I've, I've had... Um, Uh, Lots of change that's been really enjoyable, some new challenges, of course, some different opportunities, but this has been, for me, a year where I've really been thinking a lot about schedules and agendas and priorities. Many of you have probably gone through big changes in circumstances at different points in life. Um, If you haven't, you certainly will at some point. I'm not just talking about changes in your work situation, but also think about changes in life stage. Things like moving from school to uni, um, maybe moving out, your family situation changes, everyone leaves home or something like that. Uh, You you move to live in a new place, you get a pet. All of these things um, can have really drastic changes on your schedule and your agenda and your priorities. Um, And I think actually these big change moments, they can be really good. They force us uh, to ask questions like, what actually am I meant to be doing with my time? What are the essential things to do? What are the things I don't need to do anymore? Uh, What do I need help with? What do I need to empower others to be doing? And so on. The thing that 1 Thessalonians helps us to see is that becoming a Christian is one of those big life changes. Perhaps the biggest life change that anyone will go through. And that's because becoming a Christian means... Uh, getting a new job because you have a new boss. In verse 9, if you look at verse 9, we read, For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. You see, a Christian is someone who has the new job, the new privilege, the new responsibility, however you want to look at it, of serving the living and true God while we wait for the return of our Master, the risen Lord Jesus. No matter what kind of uh, promotion, change in responsibility, change in life circumstances um, you you get or ever have, this kind of puts it in perspective. Like This is a big one. There really isn't a higher calling or a greater privilege than to be chosen by God, as we read in verse 4, and called to serve Him. Like, that's amazing. None of us deserve that, but it's what God loves doing. Calling people to turn from idolatry, from uh, worthless ways of living, and to turn and serve the living and true God. And as you'd expect, that kind of change in role or that new job, it comes with a whole new agenda and priorities. That's what Paul recognises in his prayer and it's what he thanks God for. They have this new way of working uh, and it's described like this, their work is now work produced by faith, Uh, they labour differently or to different ends, it's labour that's prompted by love, And they go on in their service of God, inspired by their hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Now, this doesn't mean that they all become missionaries or pastors like Paul. Many of them presumably keep doing what they were doing. Uh, The week before, Paul arrived and preached the gospel to them and it turned their lives upside down. But everything they do is now done differently. In verse 6, we read, they have become imitators of Paul... Uh, imitators of Paul and his friends Silas and Timothy and of the Lord and not only that they have become a model for all the others in their region to imitate and the message of the gospel rings out from their community uh, to be known everywhere according to verse 8. So the opportunity for us all this morning is to consider I guess how aligned our lives are to the bosses priorities and agendas that uh, that is how am I meant to be using my time and resources what am I meant to be doing uh, what do I need to stop doing what do I need to care about and get behind and and all of those kind of questions and to do that uh, the next thing I want to do is dig further in to see what god 's agenda is um, so what can we say about God's agenda from 1 Thessalonians 1 uh, the picture we get in this chapter uh, this is kind of a summary and how I want to try and capture it if it's helpful and you don't follow, hopefully you follow the rest of what I'm going to say, but if you only get this little bit, Um, this is, I think, the picture of what God really cares about in 1 Thessalonians 1. We see how God cares to see his word and gospel go out and impact lives. Um, So a couple of blanks, I think, in your your outline there, to see his word and gospel go out and impact lives. Uh, That is what we see Paul celebrating. He's so excited that this has happened in their lives and in their community and it's what he thanks God for and it's the particular thing that he commends the Thessalonians for being involved in themselves. It's just threaded throughout the whole chapter, seeing God's word and gospel go out and impact lives. Now if that's right, if that is God's agenda in this moment of history, the time between Jesus's resurrection and his return, then that is so helpful for us to know as we go about organising our own lives and priorities. So one way we can think about this is to ask, how can we have, uh, to use the language of the working world, I suppose, how can we have an effective working relationship with God, our boss? If God is is the boss and we have the great privilege of serving him and uh, we want to have a great working relationship with him, well, that, that really needs two things. We need to know where the boss is leading, that is, what is God trying to achieve? And secondly, how can we helpfully participate or contribute towards where God is leading? How can we contribute towards making that project a success? Knowing who is meant to do what as part of, part of that team, if you want to think of it in that way. Uh, where the boss is leading, that's quite straightforward, we've already said that. Uh, seeing his word and gospel go out and impact lives... But the second question, how do we effectively contribute or play our part in God's great project? Well, I want to suggest there are two things we can do. Firstly, we call upon God to do the things that only He can do. That is, we rely on Him to do the things that God does and in the passage we see that God is really key because He does all of the amazing and impossible things. Uh, The things that only God can do. Things like, for example, Paul chooses to make people part of his family. He chooses to make us part of his family. That is something that really only God can take the initiative in. We can't just muscle our way in. We need that invitation, which has been extended to us in the cross of Jesus and which Paul celebrates in verse 4. Just as God chose Paul and called him to new life in Jesus, so these Thessalonians, they've become brothers and sisters to Paul because God has chosen them as well. And so we see Paul, uh, he directs his thanks to whom it belongs. He says in verse 2, we always thank God for all of you uh, because of his amazing work. Um, That is something that only God does. And the proof of God's choice is that the word of God and uh, the gospel, it's taken deep root. In their lives and in fact it's moved them from death to life, from idolatry to serving the living and true God. This too is a miraculous work, that change of heart that happens inside people as they radically uh, turn from an old way of life towards serving the living and true God and this is done by the work of God's Holy Spirit. We read in verse 5, the gospel comes to them not just with words but with power, the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. These three are probably not meant as individual things on a list or a process, but are actually all three ways of saying the same thing. The Word came into their lives with Holy Spirit power and the deep conviction that only God's Spirit can work. The Word, Spirit, power, conviction, all of these things are wrapped up together. It's the incredible and miraculous work of God's spirit that we're seeing here. And of course, um, all of this work uh, of the Holy Spirit and gospel, it focuses us and centers us on God the Son, who is our hope in verse three and in verse 10, is the one who rescues. Uh, Verse 10, Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. These are all the things that God loves doing, all the things that only he can do, But also note that we are not unimportant by God's grace. Uh, There are many ways in which God graciously uses and encourages us to participate in this work of seeing his word and gospel go out and change lives. In verse 5, we see how God brings the gospel to the Thessalonians through Paul and his friends. Uh, They travel to this part of Greece And the Spirit takes the gospel message that they share and turns the Thessalonians' world upside down as a result. Then, so Paul brings this message with him, he proclaims it with his friends, it it radically changes their lives. Then we read that the Thessalonians actually become a proclaiming community in verse 8. The Lord's message rang out from you to the surrounding regions of Macedonia and Achaia. And God is so kind in making their efforts fruitful um, that their gospel sharing becomes talked about and heard about everywhere. Uh, We read, your faith in God became known everywhere, Paul says at the end of of verse eight there. Uh, How that happened, we're we're not told exactly. Perhaps some of the the Thessalonians became uh, missionaries or church planters or something like that, a little bit like Paul, Silas and Timothy. But I suspect, certainly, many of the the Thessalonians just became really enthusiastic sharers in all of the different opportunities that God gave them in their neighbourhoods, in their workplaces, as they travelled for holidays or for work or whatever it was. They just became people who loved to share what God had done for them and uh, in their lives with others. That's a great encouragement to know that This is part of God's agenda. He he wants us to be like this. Our culture might prefer us to keep our faith a private matter, but that is not key to God's agenda. It's a good thing when people everywhere know about our faith in God. Um, If you're a believing person, you've got a story of how God has been at work in your life, how God is at work in your life, and that's a story that's worth sharing as we have opportunity. Ideally, we don't want to be known as people who have faith in God because we're being annoying or self-righteous or because there's some kind of controversy, Um, but we want um, this to be known because the living and true God has rescued us, He's loved us, uh, and we're sharing that with others uh, all over the place. Uh, So, that's one way of participating. We also see the importance of a human response in verse 9. That is People, we, uh, turn to God from idols. That is such a great picture of what repentance is. That word repentance uh, literally means turning around, uh, turning from one way of life and and heading in a different direction. Their lives have actually been reoriented towards God and His service. Uh, they also become models. Something else they do is model the Christian life to others in verse 7. It's a life lived in service to God. That's a human activity, but it's so important um, to see what the gospel looks like lived out, uh, that change in life, because it helps people to see what the truth of the gospel looks like in practice. The truth that God has loved us and rescued us and forgiven us that's played out as Christian people love and forgive others. I could give so many more examples, but you can kind of understand why this change was talked about all over the place um, as they lived out the gospel in practice. Um, so that is to say, we don't just want people to know academically that Jesus is Lord and that he's rescued us from the coming wrath, like those things are true. If you've learned that this morning, that's great. But we want to be people who live lives with that fit with that truth. And in many ways, uh, what that looks like is, is captured in Paul's prayer, this life of uh, faith, love, and hope because of who God is and what he's done. Uh, so what God does, our human response, uh, and at, it's at this point, actually, that I want to give um, one of your own congregation members a chance to be a model in in every sense of the word. Um, I'm going to invite Elliot, actually, up at this point, um, just to share a little bit of um, God's work in his life and the story of how um, God has helped him to grow, uh, a little bit like what we've been talking about in 1 Thessalonians today. Um, this is actually one of the reasons I love uni ministry so much, is that uh, it gathers all kinds of people, sometimes people who aren't yet Christians um, or people who think that they're Christians, but haven't quite put all the pieces together yet. And uh, very often they just, they, they, come at a time of life and, and hear the teaching of the gospel. And God really uses that and changes people's lives. And um, Elliot, I think you're one of those people. Um, we got to know each other at, at uni a little while ago now. And um, would you share um, with people um, any of that story that you'd like to, but particularly like a favorite memory or something that was really significant for you um, during your time at uni and with ES? Yeah. Um,
2: so for me, uh, in my kind of high school years, I was um, wrestling with God and kind of uh, yeah, learning about it and I had a quite an intellectual sort of faith, but I didn't really know what that really, truly meant to have that as my true my, my whole identity. Um, so I was encouraged to go along to ES, and it was one of the, yeah, it was a probably the most important part of my Christian faith at, um, to this to this day. And yeah, uh, ES encouraged me to work with, with other Christians who. Um, yeah, kind of pushed me to change my life in ways that I that I ought to. Um, the teaching and stuff was just so great. To, um, yeah, it just helped me to understand what being a Christian was truly about. And um, making such great friends through the camps like NYC, which is the media conference, um, playing board games and um, to late into the evening and... Uh, uh, ultimate Frisbee tournaments, they were probably some of the highlights. Right. Um, <laughs> so.
1: Were you on a team that won the Ultimate Frisbee by any chance? No. With the, trophy? Okay. the
2: engineers, we didn't do it too well.
1: <laughs> it's so like this picture. Like We have this picture of the Thessalonians. It's a community. Um, they're hearing God's word and living it out together. And you do like um, get really immersed um, during time at uni with with lots of different people. And that's so, so encouraging to hear how God used that to um, just... Uh, challenge you to live a life wholeheartedly um, for Jesus. So that's amazing. Um, Another question I have is we've been talking about how um, it's really on God's agenda for us to be sharers of of the gospel. I wonder, like, how did God grow you in confidence or your love for sharing the gospel with other people? Um, It might have been around uni, but just in any way that that you think God's been growing you in that area.
2: I think one of the great things that happens at ES is to get that encouragement um, to kind of Um, get out of, particularly for me, to get out of my shell and to don a Jesus Week jumper or something for the first time. And it's quite daunting the first time you do it to kind of put yourself out there as a Christian. Um, People kind of ask questions and stuff. But um, it's sort of, it's who you are. So it, it, and that is, yeah, it's, yeah, it was such a great experience to kind of gently be pushed to do that and to start to see um, how, yeah, like what we saw in Thessalonians about what that we should be, um, yeah, spreading the gospel out to the to everybody.
1: Thanks so much. That's great. Um, thank you, Elliot. You can thank him. He's a great model. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you very much. Um, that's really encouraging. And um, uh, so, okay. Having um, last thing we want to talk about is implications for us. Having seen um, and been reminded of God's agenda. Uh, to see His Word and His Gospel go out and impact lives, having thought about what that can look like for us, to have that effective working relationship, let God and call upon God to do the things that He can only do and to play our part in participating in that. Um, uh, what are some of the, the implications for us? Uh, how might we be responding to, um, to what we've heard this morning? So, two very brief thoughts. There are heaps of things we could say. I've just picked two. Um, and the first is that I think we can take our lead from Paul... And be people who give thanks for the way our churches, like your churches, agenda lines up with God's. Don't you love how positive Paul is about the Thessalonian church and how it drives him to thankful prayer? Like I, I wish I could have more of that impulse in myself. I wish that I could be like Paul and just continually be mentioning my church community in my prayers, let alone the um, the other churches that I am thankful for like you guys like I, I do pray for my church but I'm just astounded at Paul's positivity he just sees what's great and gives God's God thanks for that um, but there I think is an encouragement for all of us you're probably like me you probably need that reminder um, to be thanking God for the ways in which um, this church as a community is lining up with um, with what God cares about and what he's doing there are great things happening here at Colonel Light Gardens um And, uh, you know, I'm sure if you could stop and think about it, there would be ways in which um, you could be thankful for for work that's produced by faith. Labor prompted by love and endurance amongst this community inspired by hope in the Lord Jesus. Um, This is a community where the gospel message is ringing out in many ways and you're modeling to each other what it looks like to serve the living and true God. Of course there are always ways we can be growing in these good things and, and doing better together, but I just I just really look forward to hearing the way your faith in God is becoming known all over the inner south of Adelaide and beyond. Um, so I think that's a, that's a really good initial implication um, to follow Paul's lead and give thanks for the many ways in which uh, the agenda of this church is aligning with God's agenda. Um, so that's one possible response and secondly, um, I want to encourage all of us to be working out how it is in our lives we can maximise the way that we are partnering in the gospel ringing out, participating in the gospel ringing out, especially because we will all have different shapes to our lives. We will all be involved in different places and different relationships and different contexts. There are many people who are far from God, but they're close to you. Like, they don't know many other Christians, but they might know you. That's a way that God has come close to them, and, um, and that's a great privilege. In all likelihood, only a few of us are going to spend our time as the pastors, evangelists, like the Pauls and the Timothys of the world, um, but not all the Thessalonians were Pauls and Timothys, and the message of the gospel rang out from that whole community in an amazing way. Um, it tells us, actually, that we don't all need to be full-time pastors or evangelists, or leave the work of sharing the gospel to the pastors and evangelists. Um, We just need to be willing and engaged to play our part in the gospel ringing out. Um, But I also want us to think bigger, not just in our own lives, how can we be sharers? Um, uh, Not just in our own lives, but to think bigger uh, uh, about sharing the gospel beyond what God is doing here at Colonel Light Gardens or in your own life. Um, Christians and Christian communities across the ages, have always loved partnering with what God is doing in places beyond their own part of the world that God's placed them in. And so, uh, I think this is a chapter which can make us think, how can I partner with what God is doing in lots of different places? Um, There are obviously so many ways you could do this, and my encouragement to you is just to find ones that are fruitful and meaningful to you, Um, ones that you'll care to pray about as well as that you might be able to um, give to, be a part of God's word and gospel, going out and impacting lives across the world. Um, Of course, I want to commend uni uni ministry to you. I think it's a wonderful ministry. Um, What God is doing at our university campuses is exciting. If you want to be part of that, um, then by all means do. But there are so many other um, things that are like this. And this is my encouragement. Just find ones that you connect with and and would love to um, partner with and be a part of. Okay, so there's some thoughts as we finish. Um, thankful prayer uh, for the way our church's agenda is lining up with God's and being sharers of uh, God's word and gospel, as well as maximizing uh, its reach through um, partnership and, and being part of uh, enabling others to be sharers all over the world as well. Uh, let me pray and, uh, and then I'll hand back to, to Katie. Katie. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the power of your word and and the gospel and the way that it does go out and, and has been going out for centuries now and impacting and changing lives. We thank you for the way uh, that we uh, see Paul's delight and excitement about the way that uh, the gospel came to the Thessalonians and just completely turned their lives upside down, um, uh, called them into your family, uh, made them people who... Uh, live lives full of love love and hope uh, and purpose. Um, we uh, thank you for the way in which your spirit continues to do that amazing work of, of calling people and turning people from uh, worthless ways of living towards serving you, the, tr- the living and true God. Uh, we thank you for the way that that is the story of uh, so many of us here and we pray uh, that it would continue to be the story of many others who... Uh, live around here or uh, who we know who don't yet uh, know that Jesus has rescued them and we pray that they would come to him and find uh, that hope and that life that only he can give and we pray that uh, you would you would be working powerfully but you'd also be helping us to participate in all the ways that we can uh, in seeing your word and gospel go out and impact lives uh, all over your great world and we ask this in Jesus name, Amen.